am so glad you found my show because the game is about to change for you. Yes, and is the only mantra you need to amplify the quality of your life. And this podcast is going to show you how. We'll explore high vibe living, entrepreneurship, and how to build habits that last. All through the lens of an improviser. See, the improv mindset keeps you moving forward without a script. And all you have to do is let the words yes and illuminate the path. Okay, did we just become best friends? Well, you certainly found your new favorite podcast. Yes and with me, Judy Holler. Let's do this. This is a Soul Fire production. You're listening to episode 85, presented by Advocare. I don't know about you, but I'm always on the hunt for products, tools, and resources to help me look better and feel better so I can do better. And Advocare is on a mission to help you do just that. By the way, their glow collagen and spark are my secret weapons. So head on over to the show notes to learn more and get special discounts because you listen to this show. Hey, hey, welcome back or welcome to the show. My goodness, I am so, I'm so glad you're here. Let me tell you, we're going to have some fun today. And yes, you hear me shuffling a card deck because we're going to pull a card. I don't, I don't know about you, but I need it. I need it. I just need some inspiration. I need a vibe check. I'm, I'm reading and we're reading, recording this for you really early in the morning. And so what's the day? What's the day going to have in store for me today? I, I don't know. What what should the intention of the day be? I, I don't know. Right. Uh, what message do I need to receive? What download needs to enter? Right. My my heart and my head and, and really my movements today. So if you uh, are looking for some alignment, if you want to download a message to really uh, set an intention for your day. And if you're just looking for some clarity or maybe, maybe, baby, a sign, this could be it. So I'm going to pull from the. Gabrielle Bernstein, the universe has your back card deck linked up in the show notes. And I've shuffled. So you know what's going to happen when we when we pull a card deck, uh, wherever you are, you walk, you run, you're caught. Well, if you're driving, don't do this, but just do the breathing, but don't close the eyes. Um, I want you to take a moment. We don't do this enough. Just before I pull the card, let's take a deep breath in. Breathe it out. And every time you breathe in, I want you to think about if you take these moments throughout your day and your life and you just sort of scoot your chair away from the desk or you pull yourself into a closet or you just sit in the car before you go into your appointment, you know, when you breathe in, I want you to breathe in confidence, right? And I want you to breathe out any self doubt you have. I want you to breathe in love, love, love. And I want you to breathe out any fear, right? Uh, that may be holding you back. And, and I do this a couple times a day, whether, like I said, I push myself away from my desk or I do it before a big phone call or, or before I walk into somewhere, whether it's a doctor's appointment or just an errand I'm running, you know, these, 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 really 
intentional moments to pause and just remind yourself of your power and the importance really truly of breath. So we just breathed into this beautiful deck and here is the download we're getting for the day. And it is the card that says, I always trust the direction of the universe and know I'm being guided. (laughs) So trust, right? A big part of the improv theater, trusting in our ensemble, most certainly, uh, but a big part in trusting your ensemble, your team, the people around you, the people you align with, work with, bring on, hire, et cetera. It's really rooted in this, this deep sense of self-trust, which stems from a deep sense of self-love. And so we can trust the universe (laughs) with so much ease and grace and more clarity when we truly are tapped into our center, when we really understand uh, that that tap on our shoulder, that feeling in our gut, that rattling in our heart chakra is something bigger than us, sort of pointing us into an area that we need to go or examine or look at. And I think the more you do this, the easier it gets. But, you know, trusting the direction of the universe and knowing a deep knowing that you're being guided all begins with a deep sense of self-love and self-trust, right? And so I always, you know, say, I heard Robin say this, Robin Arzan, who is one of the senior Peloton instructors and sort of like a a fitness celebrity these days, she says, listen, uh, I love myself are the three most powerful words in the English language. And here's why. Because self-love makes you a one woman, a one person, a one human revolution. So let that kick off wherever you are right now. And remember, trust. Trust where you're at. Trust that you're being guided. And mostly, trust yourself. Oh, damn. That was, that was a, that was a deep, that, that card pulled me into the, into the deep space. My goodness. But let's get to it. I'm going to tell you something. Um, You better get ready because our guest today is a certified vibe. Today, I am chatting with Megan B. Murphy. So Megan wrote an awesome book called Your Fully Charged Life. And there's a big lightning bolt on the front, which you know, you know, caught my attention. And then the subtitle is a radically simple approach to having endless energy and filling every day with yay. I mean, she's, uh, my goodness, talk about energy. It's certainly her superpower. She is a longtime uh, magazine editor, writer, and on air lifestyle expert, podcaster, and certified trainer. She's currently the editor-in-chief at Women's Day Magazine, and she is a legit media veteran who previously served as the executive editor of Good Housekeeping. She lives in New Jersey. She's got three kids, a dog, and just this really full life. I feel like she's on Good Morning America like every week. She is a spitfire of energy. She has such a really cool aesthetic about her. She is not afraid to own her extra, which we certainly love in the fear boss. Uh, Yes. And community, right? This notion of really owning 
what makes you, what makes you different, but she, you know, she's the real deal. And I got to tell you, you know, we had so much fun in this interview. Uh, I feel like I, I really truly met my spirit animal. She's a riot. We laughed, we cried. And of course we had to talk about our mutual love of energy and lightning bolts. And it was funny. So I had on this lightning bolt sweatshirt with really cool. It's an aviator. Uh, it's the brand called aviator and they, they make a lot of really cool, um, probably overpriced lightning bolt swag. Right. But I love the lightning bolts. So I treat myself every now and then anyway. So I had it on, of course, for her interview because her book is a freaking lightning bolt on the front and it's her thing, right? Like she is obsessed. It's like me and the ampersand, right? The, and that's her lightning bolt. So I have this like aviator lightning bolt sweatshirt on and it's super cute little crop sweatshirt. And she looks at me, she goes, Oh my God, hold on. And she runs out of her room, runs out of the room that she's recorded. We're recording in and runs back in. She had just gotten done with the workout and she whips off her top. Now she has her sports bra on, whips off her top, throws on a matching in a different color, the, the same sweatshirt in just a, in blue. Mine was in like a orangey, a burnt orangey pink and hers was blue. Just literally rips it right off. I mean, she's the real deal, right? So not afraid to be herself, not afraid to live a fully charged life. And we talk about that. You know, we talk about moving on after loss. You know, she actually did not wake up like this. She she used to be pretty negative and really grumpy, like grumpy. The dwarf was like her mascot. She was kind of always in a bad mood and really flipped that on its head. She talks a lot about how energy became her superpower, how she gets more of it, how she protects it. We talk about the publishing industry, balancing it all, and just so much more. So if you're a woman in business, you're going to love this. And if you are a woman in business with kids at home and a big, busy life, you're going to extra love this. And if you are crappy and irritable and just having a hard time these days, finding the positivity in the world, you're going to love this. So I'm bringing you, let's do it. My high vibe interview with the electrifying Megan B. Murphy. Let's do it. Uh, Megan B. Murphy, I am so excited you are on the show here with us today. And I just know uh, all the women listening are going to just adore you. You um, have put a new book out into the world, a book called Your Fully Charged Life. And what I want to start with is by reading the subtitle. A radically simple approach to having endless energy and filling every day with yay. And the word I love is energy. And the graphic I love is the lightning bolt on the front of your cover because, (laughs) and we're both wearing lightning bolts and you have a lightning bolt. Is that a real tattoo? Yeah, I tattooed it on my wrist. Oh, did you do that after before the-, the book came out? No, before the book came out. It's like a funny story. My daughter was like, Girl, you me. really thought that through, mom? Like, what if the book sucks? Do you really want that tattoo on your wrist? And I'm like, I did something without any vanity metrics, whether it's successful or not. I did something I'm proud of. I wrote a book. And therefore, this tattoo of this lightning bolt from my book cover is there forever. I am so here for it. Um And I love that you did that because it's also a beautiful symbol of sort of who you are at your core. Um, Something I always share 
with people who feel lost is, you know, if you don't know what your superpower is, listen to the thing people tell you over and over and over again about yourself. Energy is your superpower. Lightning bolts are sort of your visual representation of that. Um, and you are that. Okay. So you hear me talk a lot about Advocare, not only because they're a podcast sponsor, but also because I'm a consumer, which is why they are a sponsor in the first place, because I'd never share anything with you that I don't use myself. And Advocare Spark is one of my secret weapons, especially when I'd rather not reach for an afternoon coffee to vibe up my energy. Spark does the trick every time. And the best part is that Spark has a unique blend of 20 vitamins, minerals, and nutrients that work synergistically to provide a healthy and balanced source of energy. Much better than the coffee, right? Spark contains an effective amount of caffeine, so you get that quick boost. Some B vitamins to enhance your body's natural ability to produce and sustain its own energy. And neuroactive ingredients that enhance mental focus and alertness. And oh my God, there are so many flavors to choose from. So if you've been wanting to try it for yourself, well, Spark has a sample pack and it was designed for exactly that reason. Try three of their best-selling flavors all month long while supplies last. You can purchase a Spark sample pack today for only eight bucks if you're a new customer and for 12 bucks if you're a returning customer. Click the link in the show notes to learn more and get discounts because you listen to this podcast. So energy, have you, were you born this way? Have you always <laughs> been like this? Or is this something you sort of recognized over time? Like born this way, isn't that a Lady Gaga song? Yeah, like I Gaga, feel like there let's be go. a soundtrack right now. Um, Absolutely not. I mean, yeah. I, I talk about it deeply in the book. My nickname was Grumpy. I yeah, was I loved that story. a walking rain, rain cloud. Like I was just angsty and emotional and I had tumultuous teen years. I had a raging eating disorder. I landed in a hospital. I mean, I was a hot mess. Hot Tell mess. me age range of that. Like, when did you go from like hot mess express to like, cause you know, I'm 45 and there's a lot of women in uh, that listen that are in, the, are you really, are we the same age? Yeah. I turned 46 in October. So you I've stop. been, I've already called myself 46. Do you know, I always start to try on the new age a few months yeah. before my birthday. And I love so, that you embrace it and you probably yeah. don't feel it. I don't feel it either. So you're a 76 or you were born in 76? 75. So damn, we missed it by the, okay. Yeah. So you're on that, my math. Can you tell? This is why I didn't. I mean, I'm go a writer. Into You're a writer. We're writers. <laughs> this is why we write. Okay. Um, right. Okay. So there's women that follow, and I want you know to get back to where you're going. And the reason I ask you the question is one of the big concerns I hear from young women is, oh, I feel like an imposter. I'm not good enough. But for the women over 40 that are in the community, they they feel like they're too old or they're too late or they've missed their chance or, oh my God, if I'm not this way now, I'll never be this way. So tell me a little bit about how you got more confident with owning your energy 40 sure. plus and sort of when were you grumpy and when did you become, you know, fuck that, I'm going to own this yeah. and use my energy. Well, hindsight is a beautiful gift. Um, and so when I was really in it, in the throes of, of some really tough times during my teen years, I had, I didn't see what I see now. And, and what happened for me was I was hospitalized for this eating disorder. My best friend and I were tandem anorexics, which just meant we egged each other on and were mm. sick together. 
And she jumped out of the car and and died en route to be hospitalized with me. So essentially suicide. I didn't call it that then, but I sort of know that's what it is now. Um, and so at a very young age, I dealt with some really tough things. And ultimately I wrote about it, right? Because writing has always been very cathartic for me. And I made my mess my message. Yeah, and I went on to win a $10,000 scholarship by virtue of sharing my adversity. And that springboarded my magazine career. I wound up why a magazine called, they wanted to tell my story. I wrote about it. I got a contributing editor gig and I was a magazine editor by the time I was 19. I was a contributing editor at YM and then went on to co-found Teen People. So I learned in that moment that when you're vulnerable and you share your pain and you connect with others and you make your mess, your message, good can come from really bad things. Um, and so I, I've always lived that way. When I'm faced with adversity, I, I understand that there, there is a gift in that if I'm brave enough to unwrap it. And so that's, that's sort of how I move through the world. Like, yeah, crappy things happen, but good can come from bad if you have the toolkit to manage that stress appropriately. And I think that's what my book is. It's a toolkit. It's a toolkit for tough times that will lead to better times. Yes. And you've walked through those tough times. I mean, the story of, you know, you walking through what you went through with your dad. I mean, anybody who's been through loss and, 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 you know, we'll all deal with loss. We're going to lose people we love, yeah. you know, and what I love so much about you as a human being, what I followed on social media, it makes perfect sense that you have the career you have and you write what you write because you are modeling that for women that are following you and men because you have a possibility mindset. And that's what we're doing in, in my company, you know, the House of And, where our ampersand represents uh, opening the door, right, to what could be next. And when you're, you just said something I loved, when you're brave enough to unwrap it, when you're brave enough to unwrap it, um, when you're brave enough to crack open that door, gosh, that's when you find what's around the corner and maybe it works and maybe it doesn't, but you keep doing that. So I love that. So thank you for that because when you do brave things and you show up and you be yourself online, you show every woman that's watching you that she can do it too, which is so important. Number one, number two, how are you protecting your energy? You just came into this podcast interview from kid dropping off kids and you've got a 10 o'clock right after this and your career. Yeah. How, what rituals, habits? I know you talk a lot about it in the book, but tell me some of your favorites that are non-negotiables to keep you sane and savvy. I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example of today. So today okay. I, I have an insane day today. Absolutely insane. I got up at 517. Mm -hmm. Um Instead of 503, I slept in a little bit um, <laughs> and I had enough time to have a cup of coffee um, and to unload the dishwasher because yes. stress equals mess. Unloading the dishwasher, check, that felt good. Oh, I love that. Stress equals mess. I think clutter is so dangerous. So yeah, we're on the same. I'm an organizing so, maven. It's my obsession. We, we share and that. And when I'm not okay, I start. So I'm going to empty the dishwasher. I'm going to have that small sense of accomplishment. Yes. I'm going to tackle that mess. I'm going to feel good about that as I have my warm cup of coffee, mm. as I drive to my workout in silence. I need to think. I need to think through a Today Show segment I'm working on. I need to think through the day. So that's a 13 minute, 13 minutes of silence with coffee in the car. And then I have my workout. 
At 6 a.m., I took an AKT band dance class and I meet my friend Amy there um, and I have my little good vibe tribe and I sweat for an hour with music pumping, sweat dripping with a tribe of people who woke up for each other. And that feels good. And then I frantically drive home, pack lunches for camp, you know, feed the dog, walk the dog, get the kids down into their bathing suits, get everybody ready for camp, um, drive carpool, 22 minutes, like getting, starting to get a little bit of a hot flash because I know I've got to be back for this at nine, but pausing and understanding in that carpool, wow, I have this treat right now that I can eavesdrop on my two sons and their little friend and they're singing these songs. And my one son, I hear him going, I'm really good at starting to chant. Ready, everybody? King, monkey, king, monkey. And then the other two boys are going, king, monkey, king, monkey. And it's just so, it's just so fun and beautiful yeah. in, in to witness this little moment of my son emerging as a person, my little nine-year-old oh. son emerging as a person. So as stressed as I feel, and as crazy as my day will be from that point on, I'm going to pause and appreciate that I, that I just got to, to have this little bit of my kids. Um, and then I'm going to frantically race home and, and pull my shirt over my head. And Which I, was I how we started. The, it was you know, the best. Like, I'm like, I love you. I love you. Just sports bra. Let's go. I'm putting on my lightning bolt shirt. So like I got so a match. Real. We got a twin. So but real. you know what? The shower didn't happen. And I don't know when the shower will happen today, but I did squeeze in a bed making. I'm so because I, you. I love making the always, bed feel better if that if that is if my bed is chaos it feels symbolic of a bad day it feels symbolic of chaos to come so i will and it just you know my husband will think i'm nuts like we'll be leaving for th at 3 30 a.m for the airport and i'm like i'm making a make bed. the bed i'm saying because that gives me such peace yeah. and it's that small sense of accomplishment it's that small controlling the chaos controlling the clutter controlling and what you can because there's can. a lot that's uncontrollable we talk about this all the time i mean life is improv that's the work i write about right and i think the pandemic woke us up to that and so much of your book had this theme i'm like oh my god you know like this notion that here's the little things i can do i can unload the dishwasher but I may not know what's going to happen at four o'clock today, but I can do this right now. And I love that you yeah. lean into that, you know, is it perfect? No, but here's what I can show up and do today. Exactly. And it's just, it's, so it's just a series of those little things. And I think it, in my book, I basically outline all of these possible tools to put in your toolkit that can do this, that can give you that sense of calm. Um, and those little tools are different every day, but those are just some examples of how, because now I have a 10 o'clock and 11 o'clock, a 12 o'clock, a one o'clock. I have a break at, at 1.30 to eat. And then I have a two o'clock, <laughs> a three o'clock and a four o'clock. Like, so yeah. there's not a lot of time to breathe, to process. So I need to front load the day with yay so that I'm going to be okay, that I'm going to have the bandwidth to manage it. And also know that, you know, tomorrow won't be this headache you know, just head down, stay in this day, get this day done um, and do what I can to feel good about it. Oh my God. I need to front load the 
the day with with yay. I I I, I love that. I'm so here for it. So your book, uh, uh, your fully charged life, uh, came out February of this year. So you were probably mm-hmm. writing, finishing writing. Uh, I mean, this book has probably been in your head and on your heart as a writer for a long time. It was probably written uh, and moved through the final stages of publication in the middle of a pandemic, and it came out while we were still going through that pandemic. So why now? And why this book? Yeah. Well, I, I, I have, so the reason I had to write this book was, was during my father's pancreatic cancer diagnosis and ultimately his death within a five month span. Um, I was sitting with him in chemo and I, and it, and it was sort of a gift because there's gifts in all adversity. Um, And I, I got the chance knowing he had this stage four pancreatic cancer diagnosis to sit with him and say, Hey dad, how do you want to be remembered? This doesn't mean I'm giving up on you. This doesn't mean, um, you know, we're not fighting, but but I want to know this, like, how do you want to be remembered? What do you want your legacy to be? And he was so clear and it was so fascinating because the things that he wanted to be remembered for were so basic and, and they weren't these big accolades that he'd earned at work or, or even like it, they were so simple. And it was that he wanted people to always do the point. He has this pop point that when he would point at you, it would make you feel recognized and understood and valued. Um, so we wanted us to keep up the point and we always point to heaven now in pictures. Um, he wanted us to have continued this tradition of scratch off lottery tickets. He put them under the dinner table at all family events and you'd have to scratch it and, and yell if you were a winner or a wiener. And sometimes his 11 grandkids would cry if they were the wiener, but he wanted that tradition to stay alive. And then sea glass. So when he was, when the kids were little, he would fill his pockets with sea glass that he bought at Michael's because sea glass is, because of recycling, it's harder to come by. And he would walk down the beach in Long Branch, New Jersey with his 11 grandkids and he'd be stealthily, you know, doling out the sea glass for them to find. And they and his little treasure hunters would all come home with pockets full of sea glass and be like, yay. Um, and he's like, I want you to continue the sea glass tradition. So at his funeral, we had people scratch off lottery tickets with sea glass. And that's something that my kids and I do now on every vacation work. We call ourselves treasure hunters and we're always searching for that sea glass. But the point of this was in that moment, I had this beautiful gift to ask myself the same question. Um, without the big fat bummer of stage four pancreatic cancer myself. And so it was very clear to me that I really wanted to leave a legacy of positive energy. I had transformed from a tumultuous teen with some really nasty negative years and a nickname Grumpy and a gold necklace of Grumpy the Dwarf to prove it. Um, To somebody who really was moving through life with grit and grace and optimism and joy and I really, really wanted my legacy to be that in book form. And so I was on a mission this from the moment he passed. I was like, I want an agent. I'm, I'm doing this book. I started working on the outline. I worked on the outline for a year. Um, I have a wonderful agent who really pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed till she felt like we had it. Um, and then we shopped it and went to auction and I got my deal with Penguin Random House. And it was probably one of the proudest days of my life. You should feel proud. And I know that your dad is a big part of that story, right? And um, thank you for sharing the backstory on that as an author. That's the part when I tear up a little bit. I know, you almost, I mean, I was tearing up. I mean, you, you know, um, it's, I don't have, it's getting better, but I don't have a relationship with my mom. And so my dad is is a big part of, of, 
of me. And so, you know, I really, when I was reading that part of your story, he's still alive and I'm grateful for that, but um, I'm bracing myself every day for, for the, oh, the moment yeah. he's it not. It sucks. My dad was my person. Oh, I, I miss person. him. I know. And those tears. And, you know, here's the thing. You are um, so touched by him. Those stories are stories of joy and they're stories of possibility. And look at how you're able to share that with me. Yeah. I may have goosebumps right now. And I always think the goosebumps are angels. I don't know how you receive goosebumps, but for oh, me, yeah, they're I angels. It's a sign that. that I'm, I'm with someone that is, um, I'm supposed to know, and I'm doing the work I'm supposed to be doing. And, um, something is happening right here, right now, which I love. Yeah. So I love that. Okay. I'm going to take a quick pause right here and shout out you. Yeah, that's right. You, uh, and your badass reviews on iTunes. So did you know that every week I go through the reviews? It's one of my favorite things to do. And really the only reviews I read, it's like the only time I get in the weeds on reviews because they are always so fucking high vibe and it, it really brings me joy. So I want to reward you for doing that because they matter so much. So if you want to get a little snail mail delivered from me to you and you know, it's going to be high vibe. All you got to do is jump into iTunes and leave a quick review. And every week I pick a winner. And this week it's Ariel or Ariel Corey, which instantly makes me want to go, I want to go where the people are. Or does Ariel say, I want to be where the people are. I want to see, want to see them laughing. Okay. I'm missed my Broadway days, but Ariel, I'm so glad you are here. Thank you for listening. And guess what? You're our review of the week. So Ariel wrote this. Every single episode leaves me feeling inspired, called out, and ready to up-level my life. As she said, people are already talking about you, so let's go give them something to talk about. After binging on this show, I am ready to give the world something to talk about and show up even bigger and bolder than before Ariel. Now we're going to go from Disney to Bonnie Raitt. Let's give them something to talk about. You know what? A little mystery to figure out. I know I have missed my calling, but don't you worry. Um, I will stop the singing, but, but land the point. The point is if people are already talking, let's go give them something to talk about. And Ariel, Ariel, however you say your gorgeous name, my dear, thank you for that beautiful review. You are our listener of the week. So shoot me a DM on Instagram. I'll send you the details or you can email me anytime at hello at judyholler.com to claim your prize. And if you want to be our next listener of the week and get a shout out on the air and get something from me to you, all you got to do is leave a review on iTunes. It's that easy. So your dad has obviously a, a possibility mindset and he modeled to that, that to you in so many ways. So well, I, I also will say this, I want to credit my mom a little bit because wait. growing up, her motto was everything is always possible. Yay. Ask forgiveness, not permission. So That's I so absolutely, good. she's the OG lightning bolt. I mean, my, my memory of her was this, she's still alive. Thank you, God. Um, but she had this picture from her honeymoon of her and my dad on their road trip to national Yellowstone national park. And she had like these sick, cool girl braids and this lightning bolt t-shirt. And that was always framed in my house growing up. And I was oh like, God. she's cool. I may never tell her she's cool until I'm like 40, but she's cool. <laughs> she's super cool. And I love she's that you call her cool. the OG lightning bolt. Like that is, is like the best name ever. Yeah. 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 Because that's, she's like, uh, I like lightning bolt. Too. Yeah. Way before I'm like, she's like, that's cool. But you know, I'm the, I'm the 
OG, I'm the OG boat. here. Boat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love this. So you are surrounded by possibility, which is great. And it's, um, and I really think, you know, having a possibility mindset is what opens us up into uh, serendipitous moments in life, right? And um, magic and wonder and all the cool stuff that happens in life is because someone's brave enough to open the door and to tap into courage and all that good stuff. So I'd love for you as a storyteller and a writer um, to tell me a quick story about a time you opened a door in your life despite your fear. And because you did that, you found something magical. Ooh. I know. It's a juicy one. You probably have a ton. I'm <laughs> not. And, and, and it's funny because you have me in this moment where I'm, I'm about to knock on a new door. I, I can go really, on a new door too. It's a good energy. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so um, I don't know what you can share there, but maybe it's a high uh, level example. Oh yeah. So my, the, I, I know in life that the, this, the more scared I am, the more necessary it is to take action. Um, I and hope everybody so, heard that. I hope everybody heard that. I mean, it's because if it scares you, you're doing it right. You're doing it right. Yeah. And that's how, so when I stop feeling nervous and I stop questioning myself when I, and I don't have any self doubt, hmm, it's time for a change of plans. Damn. That right there. I hope everybody listening right now really received that. I hope you replay that. Go back. Keep hitting the 30 second, go back a couple seconds, listen to that again, because that's the truth. Uh, something can be right for you. Something can be aligned for you and it can still feel terrifying. And what, what I love to remind myself of all the time is that if I am afraid, I'm probably doing it right. And if I could fail, if there mm -hmm. is a risk of failure, I'm probably doing it right. And, and it's probably big enough. I mean, anytime you put anything new out into the world. So, so, um, is there anything, so it sounds like, you know, maybe writing your book was a time, you know, shopping it, getting an agent, mm -hmm. putting your ideas down on paper. I mean, anytime you put um, a piece of intellectual property out into the world, that is you saying, okay. Yeah, I'm, but I've been a writer for 25 years. So like, so you have a good I wanna threshold there. I want to pretend that was brave, but okay. I, I think I haven't taken enough risks. And I, I love and the I'm honesty really, there. I'm doing some self-evaluation, frankly, um, because this this pandemic to me has been the great life edit, right? I mean, it's mm. just been this pandemic pause has been such a beautiful chance to really do some self-examination. And I will fully say that I am a person who reacts well. I will always create mo momentum. I'm incredible in a crisis. I have an incredible toolkit to react, but am I doing enough to proactively create the future I want? I'm a person who cries when you're like, what do you want to have for dinner on Saturday? And where do you want to go for vacation in three weeks? It's just too stressful to me because I'm a person who stays in my day. I live in the moment and I need to work harder at living beyond the moment. I'm a person who's incredibly present, who's incredibly joyful and energetic. What I'm realizing is there's, there's, there's a need for me in this moment in my life to proactively plan and to, and to take charge of the future wow. versus making every day awesome. Okay. I'm good at that already. Yeah, I so need to now take a risk. 
I love it. So what are you doing? Like anything, you know, what are you doing to begin that process? Cause that is a shift, right. To say, mm -hmm. cause it, it, your life is improv and you're doing what makes improv great being in the moment, trusting the process, mm -hmm. living presently, listening, being connected, yep. having a script, but trusting yourself to go off script. So what are you doing? How do you take- Isn't this, It's so funny to hear those analogies because I am a trained actress. I did go to Mason really? Grove School of the Arts. Yeah. So, oh, I mean, I did a lot cool. of, yeah. So like, so I'm, I'm awesome at being yeah. in the moment. I'm yeah. awesome at improv. I'm awesome at, yes. at all of that. And, you know- I learned very early on that like even on stage, if a light falls, it's a gift. It's just a chance no to ask more truthfully in the moment. Yes. Yes. Um, but I, I'm just looking at myself right now in a very deep moment of self-reflection to be completely honest. I'm just meeting you where I am today. And where I am is that I want to take real risks. I want to proactively create my future rather than simply reacting so damn well in the moment. I'm so proud of you for that. That is not easy to do. Um, you know who Mel Robbins is? You know, yes, absolutely. Okay. So she is five, writing again back in her newsletter. She's got a book that'll be coming out. And um, in her newsletter today, she said something along the lines of, She's nervous because she's got to reach out to people like Oprah and Dax and all these people that she wants to get on podcasts for her book tour, right? Because, you know, you get it. This is how we yep. get exposure and, and meet new people and open doors and sell books and, but also share the work in our book because why spend all that time writing this beautiful book and nobody knows about it. Yeah. So yeah. you got to do the tour. And Mel was saying, this is all to your point. I've been so afraid to do that because rejection is scary. Taking these risks are scary. Putting yourself, but she goes, what I realized, and I have goosebumps again because I needed to receive this so much today because my business is growing into a really scary place. We're building a new company and a new brand and I've never been there. And I'm watching women that are light years ahead of me. And I'm like, I'm going to have to ask for help. And I'm scared because what if I get rejected? Mm -hmm. But then Mel goes, if you don't ask, you're rejecting yourself. Yep. So either way, <laughs> there's a rejection, but the yeah. one rejection. So when you, I offer that to you, to maybe mm -hmm. lend a little inspiration because you may need it like I do because you're going to have to take risks, Megan, like, and keep putting yeah. yourself out there. And you are, yep. look at all you've done. I'm so inspired by you and blown away by you. So I, I just share that to maybe light a little extra fire as you think about it. Not that you're afraid of it, but for me, I really needed to hear that. You know, anytime we don't take an action, we're actually rejecting ourselves. A hundred, a hundred percent. And, and, you know, the, the truth is, is just, it's been such an interesting year of self-reflection. Like, I realized I really like being home with my kids. Yeah. I like working from home. I don't miss commuting. Yeah. I don't really miss the energy of the office, frankly. I just don't. I, I have those, I, I can I can harness that on Slack. You got the Zoom. energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's just been like, what am I missing? What what really matters and and what what really does need to come next? I love it. So the final question I want to ask you, I could talk to you all day and I'd love to give you the beautiful gift of time back in your day. Wouldn't that be amazing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, which time is it? 
Oh, oh no my concept. gosh, 930, 930-ish, 936. So one of the questions I'd love to, to ask every guest that comes on this show, you know, the name of this podcast is Yes And, uh, two words from the improv theater I know you're familiar with and the work we're really doing in, in my world right now is leaning all in on the superpower that is and, because you can say yes and still be complacent, right? We have to be brave mm-hmm. enough to open the door to make things happen. So all of that aside, when I offer up the words yes and, or the idea of saying yes and, or just the word and to you, you know, what comes up and what does that mean for you in your life? I, I love it because it's the flip side of what I do. I'm no, but. <laughs> I know I circled that in your book. <laughs> so, so I'm like, oh, what does it look like if it's yes and instead of Because it can no, still be and but. is a no. You can set boundaries yeah. with and. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, and to me, it, it's simply possibility. It's mm. simply a, a confirmation that everything is always possible. Um, and I think maybe I, I'm craving more and in my life right now. I think... And will be um, your new best friend. You'll keep anding yourself into new risks think, and new adventures. I think I'm going to make and into an avatar. <laughs> I love it. Well, you know that. I mean, we've we're we're starting to do that a little bit in the house oh, and yeah. the as we test out our apparel line. This is a fun. Can coffee. I give? Can I tell you like a funny thing? So if my um my boss Jane Francisco, who's the the head of of Hearst. Um, lifestyle oh, just group. a small job, just, just you know, a small, just small a, job. the head of Hearst. Good Lord. But the joke is I can't draw an ampersand. Oh, and like, we, we've been like laughing in a meeting, like of me, I can't <laughs> draw an ampersand. It's like, and I'll, and then I'll think I get it. And then I do it backwards and it's like cuckoo. I, it's a hard yeah. thing to draw. So hard when we decided to go all in on the house of and, you know, how Lady Gaga has H-A-U-S of Gaga, House of Gaga. Mm-hmm. I'm calling it the House of Anne. So it's going to be an education and apparel brand, right? That represents possibility and serendipity and magic and wonder, right? And so it's all being built right now. New scary places talk about risk, but the moral of the story is when we decided to do the ampersand, I said to, I worked with the uh, head of Nike to sort of build out this idea and strategize. And we applied design thinking to business strategy to get to where we are now. It was super cool. But he sits down with me, he goes, dude, you better get a notebook out because I could not draw the ampersand. And so I just all weekend at Palm Springs, like I would just get into my hotel room and I still have those doodles and I'm going to frame them because I'm like, it just reminds me of the very first time. It was the night it came to life on a piece of paper and it's just, and I dated it and it's super cheesy and I'll eventually probably frame it, you know, once it becomes what it's, she's supposed to become, but yeah, I'm doing it before it, do it before. Should I? Do it before, okay. just like the tattoo. Do oh, it I before. love it. I know I'm going to get an ampersand tattoo. Now you've inspired right? me. Yeah. You don't need a vanity metric to understand you already did something. Oh, Megan, you are Frame a, that. a gift. You, I will. Okay. I'm going to go do that now that we've spoken. I you have like just you have set to. it in motion. I'm going to make it happen. I'll post on Instagram when I do. Um, Megan, you are a gift. Thank you for stopping your day um, oh and goodness. your life thank to you be here with me. us. It is my honor. And thank you for you know, for being so relatable and 
reachable and kind um, to someone like myself who um, is really looking up to another woman out in the world that is making making waves. So it, it's just really author refreshing. Author supporting author. I know, and you said that from the yeah. beginning. It, it you know mm-hmm. it, it really meant a lot to me, and uh, it continues to. So proud to know you. We will stay in touch. I cannot wait for everybody to listen to this episode. And yeah, twinsies, twinsies. Okay, so I hope you loved that interview with Megan as much as. I loved, we loved making it and recording it for you. So talk to me on Instagram. Talk to us on Instagram. Tag me, tag Megan. If you're listening, uh, tell us what you loved, what your biggest takeaway was. Uh, Let us know if you've got the book. You know, definitely talk to me. I love hearing from you uh, specifically on Instagram. So send me a DM, post when you're listening. Would love to hear what you think about this episode. Uh, I love your posts, so keep them coming. And you can always uh, send me an email to hello at judyholler.com to share your show ideas, feedback, and inspiration. Listen, I thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing this podcast. Thank you for reviewing. And until I am here with you on the airwaves next week, keep opening the door to possibility.